may be seated. I, I want you to know that we indeed, there are so many others I did not mention, Brother Sister Post, Brother and Sister Galoni, Brother and Sister Bill Hitchcock, Sister Wilkes been sick, Sister Jackson, I can go through the list. That's why we printed the list off. Brother Steve Wickline and had to be taken into the hospital from the rehab because of some breathing issues. And so we, we've got a lot and, and a lot of individuals that are, as my wife said, going through tests and that are just... Uh, being bombarded on numerous fronts. Uh, of course, Brother Tracy Keys and Mike and and uh, Tammy uh, dealing with Dad in the hospital with COVID, but other health concerns, Mom at home, and just other health concerns. And how do we deal with this? And what's going to happen? And, it's an easy time to get isolated and just think about yourself. Just be worried about yourself. But this is the time to build a bridge. And that's what I started talking about this morning. And I, I uh, Ryan, Brian Wolford, is, uh, Woolard is here tonight. And I came this morning, wanted to be baptized. And I, I don't know, uh, he had gone to school with Brother Heath. And I think... Uh, uh, his wife may work with Sister Tabitha. I, I don't know who, who is out there. Just two miles away, 1.7 miles. But is it worth four years of effort to build a bridge to now 10,000 cars a day go over the Golden Gate Bridge? And it's worth it. Whatever you can do to put out, uh, uh, you know, uh, a sense of I'm on a mission. I want to try to engage my neighbors. I want to try to engage my co-workers. I want to try to engage the uh, fellow members of the body of Christ and we're, that let you know we're praying, let you know we're concerned. I want to witness. And you may say, well, I don't, I don't know all about Revelation. And I don't understand all the verses. That's all right. You don't have to understand all of them. You have a story to tell now. The enemy wants to hit us with a... Uh, over the head with all of this stress and turmoil. Now we've got a story to tell my neighbor. I want to tell you, I, our church knows what it is to be rocking and reeling. You know what? The presence of God still stayed strong and sweet and powerful. And so uh, we're going to uh, look and I, I talked about this morning building a, a bridge of faith on the four F's. And um, uh, that was fret not, and then uh, fear not, faint not, and then forget not. All of the benefits. And then there's a, a strange phenomenon down in, in the book of Acts. And I, I called it the 42's training. And it's not anything uh, we know that when these letters were originally written, they didn't have verses. And we know that they were just sort of groups of words and they would switch off. And I get all of that. But it's interesting that there are several chapters where in verse 42, 
of the chapter, they start talking to somebody about what God's done for them. They start building bridges. In fact, Acts, the uh, fifth chapter and the 41st, 42nd verses says, uh, they departed from the presence of the council. And uh, they said it like this, uh, in the presence of the council, rejoicing that they've been counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and every house, and daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach in Jesus Christ. So what are you saying? You know, I, I know, we, we've, I've started in here and we, we're going to take the offering. We'll, put, we'll have the ushers come in a moment. But I, what I, I want you to see is that it's building a bridge. It's somehow reaching out that I, I want to reach out daily, every day, every day, somewhere in the temple, in every house, cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, that's the only hope that I know for our world. I, I, I am thankful for science, and yet it's scary when the science doesn't have the answer. The only one that I know has the answer is Jesus Christ. The ninth chapter, 42nd verse, it was known throughout all Joppa. Many believed in the Lord. This was when Simon Peter raised Tabitha from the dead, and the Bible said people started talking about it. You know what? We have a lot of miracles to talk about. It's a miracle that some of our folks are still alive. It's a miracle. The 10th chapter, he commanded us to preach un unto the people and to testify what has been ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead. What are you saying? If there was ever a time for us to build a bridge, it's now. In the 13th chapter of the book of Acts, the 42nd verse, again, 42 training. When the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, when, when they preached to the Jews and the Jews rejected it, the Gentiles said, preach to us, tell us. And you know what? I believe that that's what's going to happen in the last days. There are going to be people that have been, know what's going on, have, should be in church. And you know what? The Lord's going to bring as many folks as he can. He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And we're seeing that. In Acts, the second chapter, 41 and 42. They that gladly received his word were baptized. That's what happened this morning. And the same day were added unto them 3,000 souls. And verse 42, they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And in breaking of bread and prayers. What are you saying? Because every conversation now, every conversation, whether it's political, whether it's COVID, every conversation is spiritual. Every conversation, you could turn it to something spiritual. You don't even have to work at it anymore. When somebody tells, says, man, isn't it bad? You can say, yes, but oh, I know a God who's still good. Hallelujah, he's good. Well, aren't you afraid of the COVID? No, but I tell you what, I know I, I, I was afraid. And let me tell you what happened. I began to pray. I used to be just as afraid as you are. But I knelt down. I found me a place to pray one time. And I got through into the presence of God. And now I don't know what will happen. But one thing I do know, God's going with us. God will take care of us.
Well, boys, aren't you afraid to go in the fiery furnace? You know what? I don't know if he will, but guess what? <coughs> he can. Ecclesiastes says it like this. He hath made everything, and I just was teaching to the hyphen Bible study on Ecclesiastes in this verse. I don't remember if I mentioned it to them in the third chapter, but it's always struck me as very unusual because it says that everybody has eternity in their heart. There's something spiritual about everybody we meet. Something spiritual. They've either They've either had connection with something spiritual. They've either thought about something spiritual because there's something spiritual. You could pretend that you're atheist, agnostic, I don't believe in God. And you know, then that's when they talk about foxhole religion. And in the midst of your dark hour, all of a sudden something opens up. And I've heard people pray, if there is a God, because there's something eternal in there. In the King James Version, it says, He set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God makes from the beginning to the end. This was the wisest man. You read it in the Amplified, looking more at the original Hebrew, and it says like this, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. A divinely implanted sense of purpose, working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Yet, so that man cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. People don't know. And that's where we have to build a bridge. Whether it's to Zacchaeus or to whomever. You know, and I understand. Uh, You know, it's different to talk to Zacchaeus and Nicodemus. In fact, when the, you know, you remember the story of of, uh, the people were all gathered around Jesus in John the ninth chapter and some of them were asking and they happened to see a guy over there and he's blind and somebody said well Lord who sinned that guy or his parents remember the story you can read it John the ninth chapter why is he blind why did he get COVID why did he have this happen Why is he struggling? Why did he pass away? Why did this happen? Everybody's got a question right now. Why? Jesus said these words. I am the light of the world. And he said the reason he was blind is so that God could be glorified. He spit on the ground, made an ointment, put it in the blind man's eyes. And he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam and John gives the interpretation of what Siloam meant it means sent the pool of Siloam which means sent in other words he said I'm going to touch you so that you will be go into Jerusalem until you receive power to be Why did we get the Holy Ghost? To be sent. And you remember the story. He came out, seeing, and his neighbors came up to him. Say, hey, aren't you the guy that 
was blind and began to say, you know, how is it that you can now see? And kind of made a big buzz and the Pharisees got involved. And that was a mistake. They should have left well enough alone. That was a spiritual discussion they should have not touched. But you remember the story? Read it in John 9th chapter. They came to this man and they said, how were you made whole? How do you see? And he said, this man, Jesus, spit in the ground, put it in my eyes, and now I see. And they go, it couldn't have been Jesus because Jesus is a sinner. You remember the famous line in this John the ninth chapter? When the guy looks at him and he said, I don't know whether or not he's a sinner. But one thing I do know. Once I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> that's all. That's enough to build a bridge to somebody. That's all you got to tell them. You don't have to tell them all about revelation or all about. You can just say, "What I do know is I was facing so much anxiety, and I touched the hem of his garment. Once I was blind." And so you, you continue reading and, and they said, well, why, what, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And then that's when he kind of got a little, I guess, nasty with them. He said, look, I already told you once and you didn't listen to me. If I tell you again, will you hear? And then you want to ask him, if I tell you again, will you be his disciple? Oh, and they jumped on that. They said, see, we knew you were his disciple. We knew you, you were followers of him. We're Moses' disciple. We don't know anything about what you're doing. We knew. And they said, we're going to throw you out of here. And they threw him out of the synagogue because he asked him about being a disciple. When Jesus heard that the man had been thrown out of the synagogue, the Bible says he, he, didn't, he wasn't a believer in Jesus. He just knew what Jesus had done for him. He didn't even know anything about Jesus. The only time he had seen him was when he was blind. He had not seen him after he had sight. He didn't know who he was. And so Jesus came up to him and said, do you believe on the Son of God? The guy goes, I don't even know who you're talking about. If you would just tell me who he is, I'd try to believe on him. That word believe there is that word that he that believeth and is baptized, you know. And Jesus said unto him, but you've seen him and you've that's who's talking to you right now. And his response was, Lord, I believe. And he fell down and began to worship. The Lord did it so that he could build a bridge. He saw a guy and... I don't know if the Lord, you know, he was talking about, I am the light of the world and I am, you know, I, I, 
All you have to do, if you want to talk to somebody, all you have to tell them is what was going on in your life before you met the master. And why did you surrender your will and your resistance to the Lord? You say, well, you know what? I, you know, people will say, well, I don't understand about raising your hands. Say, I didn't either. But all I know is when I raised my hands, it was like I surrender. And I decided one day to say, I surrender my life to you, Lord. Then you can tell them about how your life was different before you knew the Lord and after you knew the Lord. Before you touched the Lord and after you touched the Lord. And I realize you can't talk to everybody the same way. There's some people you can't call down from a sycamore tree and say, I'm coming to your house. There's some people that are going to have to open the door and come to your house. And invite you to theirs. And remember like Nicodemus. And Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, a scholar. And he all of a sudden said, hey, I hear the wind blowing. The wind blows wherever it wants. And we just hear the sound thereof. So are those that are born of the water and of the spirit. Oh, what are you saying? But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of God, but of man. Put that in the Amplified. As many as received him and welcomed him, gave he authority, power, privilege, and right to become the children of God. I want to tell you in this last hour, the Lord is going to give some folks authority, power, and right to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Oh, the believe, adhere, trust in, rely on His name, who owe their birth neither to blood of nor to the will of the flesh, nor that of a physical impulse, nor of the will of man, but to God. Last verse, and I'm through. The ushers will come and in fact, they'll get ready to march through and receive our Sunday night offering. But John the 7th chapter says, On the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out in a loud voice, If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. If any whosoever believes in me, believes, cleaves, trusts, relies, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. This was he speaking of the Spirit whom they that believed on him trusted had faith in him were to receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. I believe if we'll start building bridges like never before, we're going to see the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost that we've ever seen. Hallelujah. Lord bless every gift.